Blog Talk Radio.
and especially those excellent people who clean up after the doctors and nurses in the hospitals. And to the people who stock the shelves in the you know, supermarkets to keep us fed during this pandemic. Um, tonight's uh, program uh, is dedicated to a group of people that work 24 7, 365 for very, very little money. And that's the men and women of the United States Armed Forces. And we, we thank you for your service. We thank you for your time. And we really appreciate it. To your families, we thank you for letting you serve. We are indebted to you immensely. The guy was, uh, was uh, one heck of a week last week uh, as far as MMA was concerned. What do you think, Bob? Oh, yeah, great fights last week. Uh, um, UFC was on fire. The Nate Diaz uh, versus Tony Ferguson, uh, Hazmat Shumabov against uh, – uh, here, I'm pulling it up. I forgot. Um, Holland? Yeah, Kevin Holland. Yep. I mean, there was a mm-hmm. lot of great fights last week. Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to mm-hmm. brain fart on Kevin's name, but, yeah, good fight. Yeah, fine. Okay. Let's start with that with uh, Nate Diaz. That was a uh, hell of a fight. Yeah, great fight for Nate. Uh, you know, from what we understand, last fight on his contract, he was scheduled to go against Hazmat Shemev, um, Shemev, or I, I can't pronounce it correctly. And uh, uh, Hazmat came in uh, like eight pounds overweight, you know. So uh, uh, to- or Dana White did exactly what he does, and he scrambled and, and uh, made a good move and mat- uh, matched up Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson for five rounds. And, uh, Hazmat versus Kevin Holland uh, for five five. So um, great night of fights. So it was almost like two uh, uh, championship fights, but yet you know neither one was. So um, mm-hmm. and Nate Diaz doing great uh, against Tony Ferguson. You know, like we talked uh, last week and uh, brought it up. Surprising that they'd never met before. Uh, and again, I was always saying how the Diazes get cut up, you know, pretty early, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, you know, so they don't usually get to finish, but then they have both have great, you know, black belts, so you don't get to mm-hmm. see all that, you know, submission stuff because they like to scrap, but sure enough, right. uh, out, out of all that scrapping, and Tony and Nate both look fantastic, Nate doing his normal stuff, and, you know, when he gets a, finally gets a clean shot on you, he'll point, like, I got you, you know, and and uh, and he ended mm-hmm. up finishing with a rear naked choke, so that was uh, uh, in round four, so that was a great, great fight to watch. Now, Caden, I know you guys Pretty good feelings about that. When you why don't you go for that? Um. So yeah, Nate Diaz always you know big fan of Nate Diaz. Both of the Diaz brothers. Um. And like Bob said, it's kind of an astonishment that they haven't met earlier in their careers. You know, both when they were in their prime. So that would have, I'm sure that would have been an amazing fight. Um. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, we know. You know, you know about the whole drama about the card. You know, kind of covered that last last week. Mm-hmm. You know, with Hamzat coming in about eight or seven point five pounds overweight. Um, if you kind of look at the card now, the card got really mixed up. I was I was mm-hmm. wondering, you know, what if this whole thing was like a little bit staged? You know, because you look at it from the perspective of, you know. Dana White, and you see, you, you see money, you know, and I feel like mm-hmm. 
you get a lot more money out of Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson than you do Nate Diaz uh, versus Hamza Chimaev. You know, in mm-hmm. that fight, nobody was was you know thinking that Nate was going to win, and mm-hmm. then they they brought in the much better fight, which was Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz, and it only took mm-hmm. three hours to get that whole card jumbled up and everything everything mm-hmm. fit perfectly. Except for Lee Jing Liang versus Daniel Rodriguez, everything everything fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, how do you come in overweight? Eight pounds, eight pounds. I can see you missing by point five pounds. Eight yeah, pounds, seven point five. Are you kidding me? That's just that's that's disrespectful. Um, sure. And a lot of people were mad at Hamzat. But uh, oh, you know, sure. in that Nate fight... Oh, they were booing him um, in, the, in the crowd. Their crowd was just losing. Yeah. But, he, you know, he's, you know Nate, Hamza's kind of the dude. He doesn't really care. He's pretty crazy. You know, he's, you, know you can see he doesn't... You know, all the all the screws are, are pretty loose um, up there in his mm-hmm. head. So, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think that bothered him too much. Um, and, you know, the, the whole Nate-Tony uh, fight, you know, Tony's really, really scary once you get, you know, up close because... You know, he loves to do the crazy elbows, and he has crazy power behind all of his elbows. But, you know, Nate always mm-hmm. loves to stay true with his, you know, his one twos, the jab straight. And, mm-hmm. you know, his, his jiu-jitsu is, is top tier. You know, once you get him on the ground, he's going to do, you know, he, he's going to keep you there. And, and, and once you, especially if he gets in that, if you get in the top mount from him, he is very good off his back. You know, you see him uh-huh. getting people in triangles all the time in his career. That's like his signature submission. Um, so I thought it was it was pretty uh, pretty dumb idea for 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 Tony to take him down to the ground. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, and you know what happened happened. He got subbed within like the first 30 seconds that they were on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. You know, no surprise there. As soon as it went on the ground, I looked to my brother. I was like, okay, this fight's over. You know, Nate just won. Mm-hmm. Time to celebrate. Um, mm-hmm. but the Hamzat fight was, you know, it was as expected. You know, I feel like last time Hamzat fought, you know, he fought Gilbert Burns and he came out boxing. You know, he boxed the whole the whole time. You know, he he did go and and, and wrestle a little bit, but you know, ninety five percent of the fight was him standing up and throwing punches and everything. You know, I think through that whole fight, people forgot about how good and how dominant he is as a wrestler. And I think mm-hmm. that's really what he, what he wanted to prove in that in that Kevin Holland fight. And mm-hmm. do you see what he did to Kevin Holland, who I think is actually a better fighter Phenomenal. on the ground than yeah. Nate Diaz is. Um, mm-hmm. So for him to just pick up Kevin Holland and manhandle him and absolutely mm-hmm. destroy him like that, it, it was you know, it was it was crazy, but it was also like okay, it's Hamzat, you know. You, you can't really forget mm-hmm. about who he actually is, you know. He's not he's not just a boxer. You know, he has power and he likes to box, but he's a wrestler. And I think a lot of people forgot about that going into that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, even I kind of forgot about it when he's going. I was about to say, okay, it's going to be a good like. You now I want to see Hamza go in there and knock him out. And I kind of forgot about you know how good of a wrestler he is. But um, the Lee Jingliang fight was kind of a bummer, you know. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was fighting with all the odds against him, you know. Uh, Li Jing Liang, very good fighter, very good boxer, but he was fighting a guy that was eight pounds heavier than him. You know, he's mm-hmm. he, I, I, maybe even nine. I remember Daniel Rodriguez being one nine one seventy nine. So, 
that was uh, – I, I didn't really like that fight. No, and I think it was really close. I think it could have gone the other way, too, and especially with Ling uh, giving up that much weight. And I, I, I don't know if in the beginning he was uh, eventually – or was was he originally supposed to fight Kevin Holland? Or I, I can't remember who he got switched around yeah, with, but he got yeah. the worst deal the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Lee Jing Liang was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson, and Daniel Rodriguez oh, okay. was supposed to fight yeah. Kevin Holland. Okay. Yeah, and then that. How about that girl fight, uh, Irene Aldana versus Macy Chase? And I mean, Irene Aldana had a lot to prove. You know, she wanted to go out there and win, and Macy was just picking her apart and wrecking her and and dominating, in my opinion. And then from the bottom, Irene throws up an up kick, just perfect, and hits her in the liver. And man, uh, yeah, you people have never experienced a liver kick. That. Have no idea how. It, it yeah. just shuts your body mm-hmm. off. Your body just stops. There's nothing. You, you, you're you're mm-hmm. par- you're dang you're paralyzed, and she just dropped like a sack of taters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even I feel like a um, you know a liver punch or a liver kick may even be more deadly, more powerful than you know a, a surprise head kick. Because you know you you can hit someone in the head and they can keep on going. If you get one really right. clean liver shot like that, it can end the fight. No, yeah, it just seizes and your body. But uh, Caden just talked about uh, Jing Ling uh, fight with Rodriguez. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, he's he's let it go. Yeah, so same thing. I mean, uh, I Lee got the bad end of that mix up against you know uh, with with uh, mm-hmm. Hazmat coming in overweight and all that kind of stuff. So him going against Daniel Rodriguez, who Again, I think he was giving up eight or more pounds. Uh, uh, Caden said about nine, something like that. And I honestly, I mean, I, when it got, when the fight got over, I, I thought Lee Lee had it. I mean, Daniel Rodriguez landed a couple, you know, significant strikes here and there, but Lee just looked like the more clean, crisp fighter to me. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just just better all around. And, and um, yeah, Daniel Rodriguez is more like a, a, a thugger, a, 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 a brawler type and Lee look crisp but um so that when the when the decision went to Daniel Rodriguez I was I was kind of surprised but you know it is what it is mm-hmm. the yeah. judge the ju- sometimes you, you wonder if the judges are watching the same fight you are right right and, and earlier you had mentioned that uh, uh this was uh Gomez Diaz's last uh fight on his contract you know, it was is it my understanding correct that that he's uh, he's representing himself and not not has a, doesn't have a uh, uh, a lawyer representing him or a, uh, agent and he's trying An to agent. yeah himself. I'm not sure about that yeah I'm not sure about that but I do hear he he kind of wants to go into the bare knuckles uh, arena right because um, right. everyone's going to bleed there so he's not worried about the fight stopping right. Uh, I think there was something uh, in the trades a couple of weeks ago about he and his brother both uh, were starting to line up fights in uh, bare knuckles. Um, we had a had a frequent flyer, a good friend of ours, uh, uh, Danny uh, Batchholder. Uh, Danny was a, uh, a welterweight uh, champion uh, who uh, got a little bit of uh, uh, pugilistic dementia. Uh, and uh, sometimes it has some problems just trying to get through the day. But uh, 
couldn't have been too bad because he was dating Alyssa Milano at the time. Um, one, huh. one, day, one day he called up. He had had four four locos, and he tore he tore his uh, his apartment up. He didn't know what what that he was doing. He thought he was fighting uh, some enemy uh, Russian enemies coming in to, to get him, and uh, oh, wow. he just uh, tore everything up. But uh, uh, he he went from from uh, uh, boxing into uh, two bare knuckles. And uh, he did very well, but the money's not there. You know, so he had to come out and mm-hmm. he got a, because uh, he spent everything already. Um, he uh, came out and uh, uh, was trained, last time I heard, was training both of his sons. Uh, they're up in uh, uh, the Catskill Mountains of uh, New York. And uh, the one boy was 13 and doing very well in Golden Gloves, and the other one was 11. And hadn't started anything yet, but uh, that's been a couple of years ago. Can you haven't heard anything from Danny? Have you heard Mom? Katie? Yeah. No. What'd you say? Uh, I said you, you or your mom haven't heard from Danny Batchelder in a while, have you? Um, no, but um, uh, a, li- a little bit more on the, the whole DS. Now, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too surprised if you went into bare knuckle FC, and um. But I, I do know he he doesn't want to do M- MMA at least at least that's what he said mm-hmm. in his post fight conference. I know he um, he might want to go lean more into boxing because you know in his post fight press conference he did say mm-hmm. I'm going to go dominate the sport that Conor McGregor couldn't. So maybe that means boxing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means you know bare knuckle boxing. It could be it could mm-hmm. it could mean whatever. But um, it, it, if it's fighting and, and it's Diaz. He won't be back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as his manager goes, I'm getting conflicting information. Like back in April 20 or April 29th, 2021, he was mocking fighters who had a manager, so he didn't have one. I know he's always been over uh, under um, um, uh, Caesar Caesar Gracie. You know, he's always trained with him, and Caesar Gracie was pretty mm-hmm. much uh, you know a father figure to him. But then um, also it's mentioning um, this. Uh, Kogan guy. So anyway, I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, Mike Kogan. So I'm not sure if he has a manager or who exactly it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the other question I had that was uh, the Johnny Walker fight with uh, in. Uh, I'll kill this name again, too. Kudabala? Yeah. Ian Kudabala or something like, yeah. So he got him, he got Johnny Walker, you know, um, after he got his submission win, uh, you know, he's all funny about it and and did the little centipede and the break dance, little spinny rounds and stuff. So, you know, that's kind of what, what made him shine that night is bringing his little dance style back. But, yeah, it was, it was a fairly good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jo- Johnny Walker's okay. always kind of been a fan favorite with his with his crazy hairdo <laughs> and his, his um his crazy fight style and you know his um his his personality and everything he kind of brings to the table and you know, the guy he was he was fighting also is is kind of known in the UFC for his um for his really cool personality and his his kind of brutish stature. And also the way he fights is kind of brutish as well. Um, 
but he has he has one of the coolest names. His name is Ion. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Ion, and that's that's that that's what really made that that card stand out. It says he had a cool first name. Mm-hmm. Well, that you know, but you got to represent all the alcoholics out there with a Johnny Walker name. You know what that's I mean? Right. So that could have been the coolest name out there. <laughs> Including, you know, the Mr. McGregor. You can't be leaving people out. Yeah, that's right. Oh no, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> How about the heavyweight about- fight between Collier and Barnett? Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that too. That was that was honestly up there with top three probably fights in the whole card. I think that was yeah. like one of the best fights of the whole card. I, I'm I'm a big Chris Barnett fan, and I was sitting there with my brothers. They had no idea who he was, and I was like, "Trust me, you will like this guy." And um, I was kind of sad going into it because Jake Collier, on paper, is the better fighter, and I didn't want to I didn't want to see Chris Barnett go 0 and 2, you know, uh, losing in his last. You know, he lost his. This is the fight before this. I didn't want him to lose this fight as well. And it, it was kind of looking that way, but he kept on rallying back with his um, the body shots and you know the big bombs, and he's trying to trying to incorporate the kicks with it. And finally, got him on the ground, and he took advantage of it. He took maximum advantage of it, and it was it was very fun to watch. That was that was that was an extremely fun card, an extremely fun fight. Yeah, uh, Collier ended up doing something to his cheek. I guess he. I was watching an interview. He was still pretty swollen up. Um, I don't know if his cheek got busted or, or uh, oh, you know, yeah, he's definitely he's swollen. Of, something's he, he going broke on. his jaw. Oh, okay. So in that fight, he broke his Well, my most impressive thing about him is he's a 260-pound man that could do a backflip or kind of, you know, does a backflip yeah, and land on half, his ass. That's probably backflip. better than me. Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. I ain't even going to try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we're, guys, we're joined by our uh, vacationing uh, wanderer, uh, uh, Sartoni, is out uh, the only one of us that can afford a vacation this year, and, uh, and he's at his, his uh, humble abode in uh, uh, Las Vegas. So, Tony, uh, how you doing tonight? Wonderful, man. The atmosphere I hear is crazy with this fight tonight for Triple G and Canelo. This place is booming. This town is booming. I'm at the South Point Casino right now in the booking area and trying to see what mm-hmm. the uh, the final odds are going to be for the fight, which I know they got Triple G is the underdog, but uh, I would say majority of the people I've talked to around here tonight are Triple G fans and wishing the best, so we'll see what happens. But it's Good. great to What's your thoughts on it? Uh, I I I can't go against Triple G. I I think he's going to win this one. I think he's prepared for it. And everyone, that, well, I should say everyone, but a lot of the people I talked to agreed that Canelo's mm-hmm. never really recovered from the Bivol fight uh, mentally. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I mean, it's I don't think it uh, it'll either be the knockout where he knocks Canelo out, or it will be a draw. Uh, where mm-hmm. if it's any sort of a draw of any sort or goes to the distance, uh, Canelo will win the fight for sure, I'm sure. Okay. There's, we'll a, there's a fight coming up uh, shortly. Shakar Stevens is taking on uh, Robinson Canuda. Uh, 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 what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, Shakar Stevenson? I'd, I'd probably be yeah. leaning in his corner right now on that fight. Mm-hmm. 
He's pretty tough opponent. Uh, pretty tough guy. I think he'll uh, he'll be able to pull it off. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> how about uh, uh, oh, let, let me get, let me get back to uh, uh, Tony. Uh, get back to uh, Bob. Uh, all of a sudden, after this last uh, big fight, uh, Holland's calling out uh, Usman. Is he the same uh, level as Usman? Could he? Or is he looking just to get his uh, ass whipped? No, yeah, he's calling out Usman to retire. Because, uh, you mm. know, uh, Holland just went up to that weight class, you know what I mean? I think 170 <laughs> welterweight. And then uh, uh, Usman, you know, oh, you should retire after that devastating KO and water, water, you know, because mm-hmm. you probably can't beat that guy, you know what I mean? But, again, mm-hmm. Holland's got to go out there and talk some sort of smack after that manhandling. He can't. He's not, you know, he's in the entertainment industry as a as a badass. He can't go out and tell the truth. Like, mm-hmm. I was just manhandled by a man, and I've never experienced anything like that in my life, so I want everybody in the division that can possibly do that to retire and leave. You, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's, as far as Usman's concerned, you know, that'll be, uh, you know, a, a great fight. Holland's good. I mean, I don't want to take anything from him. Holland's, Holland's is, or, uh, Holland is a, is a really good fighter, but on any other given day, but going against uh, Hazmat just changed everything, you know what I mean? Because, again, mm-hmm. uh, Shemayev is just an, uh, an amazing wrestler. I I think he's like the protege of, of uh, um, oh, help me out, Caden. Um, I'm brain fart all the Russian names. But, yeah, I think he's like Khabib's protege, but, he, you know, he cross-trains with a lot of that's, people and stuff as much. well, so... Oh, that's Islam Makachev. Okay, my bad. So, yeah, Hazmat, but has you know, I hear just tons of good things about his 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 cardio and stuff like that. So the way he destroyed Holland, Holland's got to go on Twitter and talk some kind of smack to somebody. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Katie? Yeah, I mean, Holland, Holland, he can he can try. He can he can talk as as much smack as he wants, um, especially especially when you're not fighting the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. You, you know, you, you especially you, you can talk you can talk stuff about about Hamza before the fight, but now you know with the result and everything, I don't really think he should be calling out any more wrestlers, especially no. any more mm-hmm. wrestlers that are ten times stronger than him. Um, mm-hmm. Now I, again, I love Kevin Holland as as a fighter, as a person. Um, it's just I. I he just he just doesn't have that dominant strength that these new wave wrestlers have, you know, like Khabib mm-hmm. has, like Hamza has, like um, like Usman has, like like mm-hmm. Covington has, like like all I can I can name so many fighters that have this strength, mm-hmm. and and weirdly enough, ninety five percent of them are from Caucasus region. From Chechnya, mm-hmm. they're from they're from Georgia, um, they're, they're from Azerbaijan, they're they're from they're from anywhere in that region, and it's crazy. They go up there into those mountains and they just wrestle, and they become amazing at it. I don't know how. Um, yeah, we were talking about proteges. Um, Khabib's protege is, is most definitely Islam Makachev, but I would say that that. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, but Hamzat is actually the protege of uh, Alexander Gustafson. He doesn't fight oh, like okay. him, but he was he was trained by him. 
They train at the same gym, uh, all stars in Sweden. Um, and, and, and when Hamzat was on the come up, you know, Alexander Gustafsson was out there fighting Daniel Cormier and John Jones. Um, right. And, and, and now, you know, him and, you know, Hamzat and Darren Killa uh, are training together. So hopefully, you know, Hamza can probably talk some stuff into Darren Till and get him right, get him back on the right track. <laughs> I really like Darren Till, but I, I, I really do not like the, uh, the, the path he's going on right now. You know, just, just, just loss after loss after loss. It's not looking too good. For yeah. Okay. Hey, Tony, talk about the Earl Spence and the Terrence Crawford fight coming up. Hey, guys, real quick, I'm going to have to dip out and go to that wedding. So I've, it's been a pleasure as always. I'm sorry I have to leave early. I appreciate you guys. Love all our Fight Words fans. You guys have a blessed night. Thank you. You too. You too, Bob. Be safe. Beryl Spence and Crawford, I, they're both fantastic. You, Frank, have definitely made me more of a Terrence Crawford lover than I was before because I'm a big, big Errol Spence guy. Mm-hmm. Um I, of course, I'm going to lean in the corner of Errol Spence on this one just based on mm-hmm. the based on the uh, the fighting, the, the sparring matches that I've heard about and just going with uh, people in Vegas talking to them, their their thoughts. I thought that most of them would be leaning to Crawford. Majority of the people that I've spoken to today especially have been more of an Errol Spence, uh, not by much, but they think that he'll pull it off. But uh, it's going to be a great fight. And um, mm-hmm. I'm really pulling for Earl Spence, but it could go either way. Mm-hmm. All right. And another one I wanted to ask you about was uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Robert Hellenius. I'm just glad that Wilder's coming back. I was scared to death he was done. Uh, I mm-hmm. love Deontay Wilder. I've been waiting to see him in mm-hmm. one of these casinos going around all day long so I can yell bomb squad, get that boy on <laughs> going. I'm telling you, um, I think he'll clean Alenius's clock for sure. I think I, I call my prediction on that one is going to be a knockout for sure by the sixth round in favor of Wilder. Um, I think that's going to set the pace for the, the future fights for him. You know, to get him back in the ring and and, um, and and going at it with a few more because there's still he's still got it in him and there's still more fights to be made. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um. Caden, what do you think about uh, Chris Oliveira and uh, Islam Makhachev? Um, uh, did you say did you say Oliveira versus Makhachev? Yeah, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, weirdly enough, you know, I, I see people, you know, leaning towards Islam Makhachev just because of you know the uh, the whole ties to Khabib and everything, but. The way I see it is you're working with a guy like Charles Oliveira where if you take him down to the ground, which is Islam Magachev's, you know, best be, best trait, that's that's really what he's known for is his powerful wrestling. You take a guy like like Charles Oliveira who's so good off his back, who's so good inside mount, who's so good in top mount, he can he can sub you from anywhere from any mount. You know, anywhere on the mat, anywhere you are, you take him down, it's it's a problem. He has, there's a reason mm-hmm. why he has the most submissions in UFC history, you know? He goes out there mm-hmm. and he submits people. If if you're going to mm-hmm. tell me that, that Islam Makhachev is going to take him down and not get submitted, to me, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. I see that fight. You know, uh, honestly, if if Makachev doesn't want to take him to the ground, he's going to get beat on the feet. Mm-hmm. Charles, don't, you, you can you can underestimate Charles Oliveira on on, on the ground, but mm-hmm. do not underestimate Charles Oliveira on the feet either. You know, it was yeah. um, Justin Gaethje was doing an interview. He was he was talking about when he fought uh, Charles Charles Oliveira and he rocked him and he dropped him and he didn't want to go to the ground with him and he let him get back up. And and, and mm-hmm. Oliveira finally found that that punch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason was talking about that's one of the hardest. It's one of the hardest times he's ever been hit in his entire career. And he mm-hmm. felt that through his entire body for weeks. So I, I, if if the fight goes to the ground, it's over. If the fight mm-hmm. stays on the feet, to me it's over. And mm-hmm. I, I just really don't see any way that Islam Makachev can win this fight. Prove me wrong, mm-hmm. please prove me wrong. You know, I would love mm-hmm. to see. I, w- I would love to see Makachev go out there and win. How about you, Z? Wow! Wow! <laughs> I just heard Dave. I think vote against Makachev. Yep, he did. Oh man! I mean, little Debbie got a snack for you. <laughs> Give me something to think about. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I, I really can't because your analysis is kind of spot on. I mean, to be honest, um, I I would give Makachev a wrestling edge all day long. But when it comes to MMA, there there are certain spheres uh, you have to deal with. And Caden has it exactly spot on. Um, Islam, or not Islam, um, Hazmat deals with one, and he, he really specifies in one uh, major, major, major thing. And that's more or less, you know, he, he's okay on the feet. He's just okay on the feet. Um, but his wrestling dominates. Oliveira is pretty doing good, and not only good, he's tough on the feet, and he's MMA tough. That's a different level than boxing tough. Like, you can eat a street shot, like, that, that's MMA mm-hmm. tough. I mean, I'm going to be honest, when, when, when you can eat a shot from MMA gloves and all of that, it, 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 you're pretty tough. You're not catching a boxing shot, but then again, you never know. You might be catching the boxing shot. Mm-hmm. I, I watch guys in MMA catch the hardest shots than Peter. So, Chen's a chance. Cain Velasquez has a chance. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there's no doubt about that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this, though. Islam, not, I keep saying Islam. Hazmat keeps he he. He is good enough to have Oliveira where he wants. He has to be careful of that. And mm-hmm. he has to be careful because Oliveira can get up. Oliveira can, mm-hmm. uh, outside of being on the ground making it dangerous, Oliveira can make it very, like, on the feet. Uh, Oliveira's deceptive. He's not the best. He's not the sharpest. What he is, he's deceptive on getting what he wants. 
he's going to have mm-hmm. to eat, which I'm going to speak about the MMA pin again. He has that. And Jessica has not have that. He has mm-hmm. not have that MMA pin. Uh, we know that now, Alvaro. Mm-hmm. Um, has Matt controlled the fight against a guy like Oliver without getting trapped in so many situations? Um, mm-hmm. I agree with Kate. Every announcement he said, I, I totally agree with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. But right, well, I also uh, feel like you look at 95% of every other fighter who's ever gotten a title shot in UFC history, they've, they've really deserved to be there. They fought through the hardest competition to be there. Who has Islam yeah. fought to get the to get to get the to get Oliveira? Who has he been tested by to fight a champion? He, he beat the third, beat the third ranked guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna give him that much. He's beat the third ranked guy. Let's see what he does against maybe the second ranked guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. We've danced about everything else. Tony's been uh, giving us the update from the from Vegas. Um, how about your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it looks fight. like they're changing the odds due to some bad Mexican beef. Uh-oh. There you go. What's the odds now? No, I, right now they've, uh, they've got Triple G as the underdog. Uh, the only news I've got is Garcia, Ryan Garcia has put something out that he's standing behind Golovkin. I uh, thinking the underdog's going to pull it off. Dude, and I think he said the same thing. He hasn't recovered since Bivol. So it's the same consensus out here with the people I've talked to, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's the night. What do you think, Steve? Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, I've been uh, MIA. So uh, that's the night. Mm-hmm. The yep. in, uh, uh That's the night? Yep. Yeah, t- tonight at T-Mobile Arena in this place, I'm telling you, the town is packed. I mean, I've been here all week. It died down for the most part. But yesterday, they started piling in, and this town is absolutely packed for the fight. I mean, that place is sold out. They're all over um, all the casinos and everything. It's crazy, man. This is a bigger fight than they're trying to say because uh, this place oh. is crazy. Well, well, that's good to hear because I want boxers to make their money. I want that to be a, a big event. We have, like, the finals and the Super Bowls, and I'm a boxer fan. And we need that mm-hmm. Super Bowl of boxing. You know, I'm an advocate, mm-hmm. so I'm going to always, you know, I'm a, I'm a stout and shout for that. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really advocate our Super Bowl of boxing. And the Lovkin and Canelo uh, right now is what we have. Um, I think is right at this very moment. I wish the fight would have been bigger when they both were a little more equally to their primes. I wish like the second mm-hmm. fight would have been bigger. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I think it's an overmatching, and we're making it bigger than it should be because, in really reality terms, it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's totally an overmatching for me. <laughs> And I, 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 I mean, I, I love, I love my boxers, but I'm gonna see one get really hurt. I'm gonna see one get slaughtered. Hopefully, stop it as soon as they can, because right now it's different levels. Right now, somebody is still kind of fresh. I mean, you know, Canelo lost the bivol. He didn't lose the bivol because he got old. 
he didn't lose the Bivol because he's unfresh. He lost the Bivol because Bivol is a better fighter at that weight. And he mm-hmm. Bivol has proven that before he even <clears> talked about it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he's that guy. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, Gennady Gennubin, he's he's beat competition, and he's looked really, really not good. Mm-hmm. And he's looked on the downside for a minute. And that, mm-hmm. that, like, right now, I think that uh, too much time has, has come between these guys to not result in a really, really bad record. So, hey, uh, see, you being a professional, how much does it really hurt you when you've lost a big fight when you've been sticking it to people consecutively for a while and then you, uh, you lose to a guy like Bivol or lose a title? How, how bad does that carry on? Well, well, it hurts a lot, and you're right about that. You have to worry about Can- Canelo's mental. I worry about Triple G's a little more. Um, just... You know, Canelo is, is even with Bivol, he had to deal with some things he has to deal with Triple G with, and even in the fighting aspect. Bivol and, and Triple G have probably, he's gonna he's not going to run the better guys who know how to jab. Between Bivol and Triple G, I mean, I, you can run from light heavyweight to, uh, to, to middleweight. Those two guys probably have the best jabs. So Canelo, a guy with short arm reach, he always has to navigate that. Um, mm-hmm. Bivol is a bigger guy. He weighs more. He has a better jab. Than, and people think that, no, Bivol has a better jab than uh, Triple G does because he has to depend on it more. He uses the footwork a little more than Triple G. So, yeah, he has a better jab in boxing terms. Triple G has a jab that gets him where he wants to go. And he has a jab to get him out of trouble. Let's not get it wrong. But at the same time, we're talking about Bivol, a guy who's a light heavyweight, who's light on his toes, light enough that Canelo, and big enough to where Canelo can't be effective like that. Triple G's not that, especially on this age, as he ages. Triple G's not that guy. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. and fight too. Triple G changes strategy. Where we're not going to rumble inside. I can go to my Olympic amateur pedigree, and 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 he won rounds like that. Canelo couldn't run up on Triple G like that. He was like he, he tried to, and he was getting jazzed, and he had to run the power shot. So Triple G is effective from the outside when he can be. At this stage of his age, he's not that guy anymore. I've watched him in several fights. Triple G is he's deteriorating at a fast rate. Where Canelo mm-hmm. lost the fight to a guy who is like the best light heavyweight, period. I'm gonna pick him against Better Beef. Yeah, Better Beef hits harder. Mm-hmm. Guess what's gonna happen, I think, to Better Beef. He's gonna get pieced apart. Messing with mm-hmm. Bivol. He's not gonna he's not gonna touch Bivol without getting harmed. So I, I outside of this Nah, Canelo has a major, major edge to make. Now, can he do it? Everybody licks us up. We'll see. Okay. Well, what about uh, there's a big one coming up uh, in December. It's going to be uh, Fury versus Joshua. 
What's your thoughts on that one? Uh, let's go Tony first because I know you're short sometimes. All I can say is Joshua better go ahead and just get some insurance because he's going night-night. <laughs> there ain't no doubt about it, and I'm not even changing my tune, and I'm definitely not eating a shit sandwich on this one. <laughs> Jerry's going to knock see? him out cold. Oh, see, what's okay. your thoughts? Um... Let me tell you something. Joshua, he left a little bit of an impression on me uh, for what he did in the second Yusuf fight. Um, he adjusted sort of the way he could have, sort of the way he should have. Uh, my mm-hmm. only thing is he, Joshua, he, when it comes to the top guys, Joshua doesn't have enough. Um, Fury, he matches him size to size, you ask me. Strength mm-hmm. to strength, and Joshua is a stronger fighter than Fury. I don't care about size. I don't care who weighs more. You're talking about actual strength. Joshua's a stronger mm-hmm. fighter than Fury. Joshua mm-hmm. is the strongest fighter in the heavyweight division. Pure mm-hmm. strength-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua's not the guy to beat Fury. He's not mm-hmm. the guy to, cause, because to be honest, me personally, I think Fury's, uh, Fury's poison is a guy who's going to be in his chest. I think Fury can't mm-hmm. keep everybody out of his chest. I think Victor mm-hmm. uh, uh, Luis Ortiz, a prime Luis Ortiz, beats Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think a guy like that is he, going to beat Fury. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, nobody beats Fury. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Deontay was the best shot. Um, I'm, I'm Joshua, I've seen improvements from him in, 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 in the Yusuf fight, but ultimately he still got the shots by Yusuf. Mm-hmm. Joshua is too right. robotic. He is too robotic for a fluid Fury. You can't be a robot in front of the water stream. The water stream's always mm-hmm. gonna win. They're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. short electronic. That's what mm-hmm. Joshua is. He's a robot in front of a water stream when he deals with Fury. That's that's what yeah, all I'm saying. I'm disappointed to use it in Fury if it didn't happen because I know he gave him a week with a lot of money on the table. And oh my God! Not you're quite, right. Yeah, that really. I, I just don't understand that. And then, you know, oh, just man. out of the fact that whoever turned it down, you know, then he turns to Anthony Joshua to fight him. But it should have, this should have been Fury and Music, not Joshua. But, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but there was a lot of money on the table for that one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hey, Kate. Go ahead. Um, you know. Oh, no, no, no. I, I honestly think that, uh, um, really, Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn, he 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 didn't want to see that fight yet. It's all mm-hmm. the money grab. The most boxing promotion once again. Hey, man, we talked earlier this afternoon about uh, um, Tyrone Willie and uh, KSI. Um, you want to share your your thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, 
I mean, sure, you know, um, with all the, in the midst of, you know, YouTube boxers versus MMA fighters now, not even MMA fighters, retired MMA fighters. I don't, I don't know what's with that, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, Tyrone Woodley, um, I don't know if they're going to fight, but Pops was telling me about, um, uh, about a possibility that they are, that they, that they could be fighting. And, you know, I didn't watch any of the, um, I haven't watched a single, uh, uh, YouTube boxing match yet, but I have been keeping mm-hmm. up with the Tyrone Woodley, Jake Paul, you know, results. Um, mm-hmm. and, and obviously Jake Paul is still undefeated. So, you know, Tyrone mm-hmm. Woodley didn't win any of them. And one mm-hmm. of them, he, I think it was the last one. Wasn't it the last one where he got brutally knocked out by that 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 right mm-hmm. hook? Um, mm-hmm. And you know, yep. you know, I I I do feel like KSI, you know, he might be the better boxer than Jake Paul. You know, he 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 really mm-hmm. could be. Because um, I mean, watching those fights, I I, I did watch, I watched uh, the highlights of. Um, of KSI versus his last opponent. I forget the name. But KSI was mm-hmm. looking like he had more power and was looking a little bit more technical than than Jake Paul was. And, mm-hmm. and it looked like KSI had a little bit better chin than 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 um than than, than Jake Paul had. Um you know Jake Paul mm-hmm. you know, get gets got rocked by Tyrone Woodley in one of the fights that, that uh that they had and almost got knocked down but got saved by the ropes. Um, mm-hmm. but if Tyrone Woodley does fight KSI, I, I, I really don't see it going Tyrone Woodley's way. I see it probably ending either by, you know, he gets knocked down and just doesn't get up. I don't think he's getting mm-hmm. really, I don't think he's going to sleep though because he mm-hmm. went to sleep once against Jake Paul. And I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to allow himself to go to sleep again. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to anticipate a big power shot. And if he does anticipate a big power shot, and the power shot does come. And if he has a chance to either, you know, parry, you know, parry that power shot or, mm-hmm. you know, dip it, evade it, readjust mm-hmm. and counterattack and, and maybe mm-hmm. catch him, catch him with one that he's, that he's not ready for and that could end the fight. You, you know, mm-hmm. this is, I'm just, I'm not very well versed in the whole YouTube boxing thing. So it's kind of hard for mm-hmm. me to say. But, um, yeah, I do have KSI winning that fight. If they do. Right. Hey, hey, see, what do you think about Abner Maris uh, wanting to get back in the ring? Is that that he needs money, or what? Do you, what's your thoughts? You know, I mean, when, when you deal with that, Abner Maris, um, he's still highly competitive. I just mm-hmm. think, I mean, who's he going to fight? It's all about, I mean, we, once you... Really, once you reach a certain age, it's about who you're going to fight. Mm-hmm. Just, just to be honest, he's not entitled. Abner Maris is not entitled contingent anymore, but he's not too far removed. Mm-hmm. So that means you have to fight competition. You have a name, and sometimes that's a, uh, it can be a gift. It can be a gift. It can be mm-hmm. a resurgence of a career, but it can be mm-hmm. a curse, too. To where your name is that good, to where the young guy and now you're in there, and he's going to tell you where it's apart. Uh, part of my language, but he's mm-hmm. going to tell you apart. I mean that that's the reality mm-hmm. of the sport. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, Butch. I 
that just reminded me. Last week, we had a fight in Derby, Pennsylvania. I want to announce this on the show right now. We had a fight in Derby, Pennsylvania. We had our two young guys, Makai and Leo. They won their fights. Good. Two young guys. And we had an older guy. Um, no, nah, no. Nah. Actually, the, I, 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 in corner, I was there uh, as their preliminary coach. Oh, okay. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I wrapped mm-hmm. hands and everything. Like I, I did that. I, I basically second. So, but Whoa, I, um, nice. I, I, two guys won, and a masters guy won too. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a Catch 43 year old guy named Brian. I'm going to give him a mm-hmm. shout out. He, uh. Yeah, and I, I trained him extensively. I sparred him, I trained him, mm-hmm. and he won the fight. Good. Uh, I just want to give him a shout out. All right. I normally why don't we, do it, uh, but we did it last week. Why don't we like, try and get him on, on the? Uh, when we get him on on the air next week, and we'll talk about it. See, see what his thoughts are. I, def- I, I will definitely talk to him about it. And my guy Greg, that okay. was on the show, he was there too. So he mm-hmm. uh, he had a Brian had Good. his old team with. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I, I was telling the uh, Ty I didn't realize it until after we were off the air that uh, uh, B-Hop is, is living in Hokesson now so I'm going to try and get the two of the three of you guys together for lunch uh, in the next couple of weeks oh I, I am you know I, I'm definitely with that um, yeah I know, I know you two had a good time with him when you were up at uh, 1300 <laughs> Mm-hmm. I will tell my work to clear my schedule. Listen, I, I, I'm going to have lunch with me. Yeah, I'll clear my schedule. I got a celebrity on my hands. Y'all, y'all going to have to give me yeah. a few hours. <laughs> Good. Good. The uh, uh, well, we're just about we're just about up uh, to our time limit here. Uh, I want to appreciate the. Uh, Zee, I know you work hard uh, to get on this show, and you work very hard during the day at the many jobs that you do, and uh, we appreciate everything you do. Aiden, uh, you were outstanding again tonight. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Tony, we appreciate your uh, on-the-spot reporting from uh, from uh, Vegas. and look forward to uh, hearing you uh, hearing about uh, your conversation on Monday. So uh, I wish you a lot of luck on that one. Uh, Thank I think you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd have a lot of fun with it. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, uh, Kane, you want to leave us out? Oh yeah, it was um, it was a great time having everybody on. Another great show. Um, make sure you guys stay uh, stay tuned in to the fights that are happening tonight. Uh, Corey Sandhagen versus Wang Yidong. Um so They should be walking in. To, to the arena around 8.30. But um, I think everyone was great. And, Bob, I thank you for always helping me out with the MMA, even though you're not here. Um, and Ty and Zito, I think y'all had another great show. Tony, thank you for keeping us updated from Vegas. I'll see you all next sir. time. Goodbye. All right. Okay, Mr. Richman, you're up. Well, it definitely won't be me because I'm not rich. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, but yeah, I don't know who you're talking to. I think you're talking about hey, yourself. Hey, Z, are you are you at? Uh, you just got off work, right? 
Yeah, so uh, I, I work yeah, every see. going day. So, like, see, I, I'm not know. rich. I'm working to get rich. Well, but. And I, I work every day, and Caden works uh, very hard at, at, at school and then uh, taking care of all this fish, taking care of his grandmother and I. Uh, but there's only <laughs> one person I know that's on vacation this week. Uh, so he must have a pile of goddamn money. So, uh, nah. and, oh, and he also had his girlfriend's birthday. Uh, well, yeah, I, I could have been in the Clark County Jail if she had packed a gun in my bag, but thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say no, happy that's, birthday, that's, that's but get I mean, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Take us out. Voucher is the only way I was able to get out of here, folks. Thank you for the vouchers to to the Grandview. They're phenomenal. Third or fourth visit out here, South Point Casino. It's fantastic. And Lovkin Fight Night with Canelo, the trilogy, down the road at T-Mobile. It's it's fantastic. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Sorry I was a little late. I completely forgot about the time change. I'll be heading back here shortly, hitting the airport. So hopefully I can catch a little bit of the fight on the way. Good. Z? Oh, man. I love what Tony just said. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I just worked hard all day, and I, I, mean, I made this show, and it made my night. I'm going to try to catch this fight, and I'm going to try to enjoy this night. I'm just so tired. <laughs> Y'all got to excuse yeah. me. I'm just so um, I want to thank Tony always. I want to thank Caden. I want to thank you, Butch, all my Fighting Words family. He shows a definite memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. Anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every day of the week in grateful appreciation. The men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, doctors and nurses, as well as the first responders into COVID, and especially those wonderful people to clean up afterwards, to put themselves in harm's way just to keep that place clean. And to those who stock the shelves in the, in the supermarket to keep us happy during this pandemic. Uh, these programs are also dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. That'd be Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffy Colcap. The Trolling Jeffrey uh, Curtis, I'm sorry, David Curtis, the Trolling Jeffrey Yazlitz, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henley, Sergeant uh, Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Parkland Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chuck Chris Levate, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Uh, Patrolman Arnolfo Crispin, Lakeland. Lieutenant Joe Zerber, Newcastle County Police. Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogle, along with Pete Police Department, and Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10 7 at this point, but sometime we'll be 10 10 at the table of the Lord until that time. And the rose rise up to meet you. 
May the winds be always at your back. May the rain fall softly on your fields and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hands. Good night. God bless and have a great week. Oh,